Welcome to the Boat Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome to the Pope Prep Coaches Show. I'm Kyle Reynolds, joined, as always, by Coach Brian Sneed. Coach? Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Friday night was a tough night mm -hmm. and a very uh, difficult game against a very good region opponent who is now still undefeated, now 6-0 on the season. Mm -hmm. uh, offensively, though, you started off the game, you took it right down their throats, Elijah Robb had a great first drive. Talk a little bit about that opening drive and then kind of what happened from that point on offensively. Well, yeah, we, you know, we came into the game and we told uh, our guys we want to start fast and physical and, 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 and make sure that we're kind of bringing that mentality to the start of the game. Um, you know, we came out on defense. Uh, they scored the second play of the game on, on a big run. Um, you know, we didn't, you know, we talked about mental errors. We we had a bunch of mental errors in, in our game, and, and on that play was a you know defensively it was a breakdown. Uh, we didn't fit the run the way we were supposed to, so it ended up being a big play for them. Our guys did a great job of responding at that point. We came in first play, uh, I think it was a 35 yard run. The next play was about a 20 yard run. Uh, we ended up punching it in on on fourth and goal um, to to get back and uh, be, get us right back in the game. Um, and then the next drive, you know, Davidson drives down the field, uh, gets about midfield. Uh, we stop him on a fourth down. We got the ball. We got some momentum now, chance to, you know, possibly take the lead, and we're moving it and, and get down to the plus side of the field on the plus 30. Just, you know, just out of field goal range, um, end up getting in the fourth and 10. And, uh, you know, we throw a – we throw an interception that ends up going for a touchdown for Davidson. So that was a huge momentum swing. Um, you know, even though we didn't feel like we were out of the game at that point, you, you go down and you get the ball back after that, after kind of feeling like we're going to take control of the game. And, um, you know, our offense goes uh, four or five plays and, and we got a punt and then defense, defensively we give up another touchdown. So all of a sudden you have a, a chance to, to kind of, take the lead and take command in the first quarter and, and now all of a sudden we're down two scores and and that combined with you know some injuries throughout the game and um you know it, it just kind of it, it took the wind out of ourselves and we got to do a better job of of that as a team to to make sure we understand it's a long game um things like that are going to happen two scores is not insurmountable three scores isn't insurmountable we we talked about yesterday we, we we watched some highlights from the minnesota northwestern game from this past weekend um Northwestern was down 21 points in the fourth quarter, uh, ended up coming back, tying it up, sending it over time, and, and, and winning. Um, so, you know, think it can be done, and we just got to make sure we believe that it can be done and, and continue not to panic and, and just take care of the ball one play at a time and see where, see where it gets us. You talk about the mental preparation. Mm -hmm. You've been going physically at this since July. How important is it at this point in the season to get the mental reps, and what do you require of your players – to mentally prepare during the week. Yeah, so the mental preparation is huge. So you only get to play 10 guaranteed football games, and you start practicing uh, really at the beginning of June for it. Um, so the amount of time that you put into it for such few opportunities um, is, is crazy. So you have to be mentally prepared to, to play those football games because, because of how few opportunities that you get. Um, and... 
You know, we talk about in our locker room, we have a, a goal board um, that's kind of in the shape of a, a mountain. At the bottom of the mountain, you have offense, defense, and special teams. And we tell our guys, every team has offense, defense, and special teams. No matter who you line up and play against, you're going to have those guys uh, in those phases of the game uh, that play uh, the, you know, the physical part of the game. Halfway up the mountain, we have our kind of what we say is our mental preparation. So if you want to take the next step up from just being a, any football team, you have to mentally prepare. And we track some stuff. We, we have some uh, scouting reports and, and quizzes that we do throughout the week to kind of help them mentally prepare. Um, and we track that and put percentages up on the board of kind of where we are. Um, and then at the very top of the mountain, past the mental stuff, is what we call choosing the shield and, and living by our four core values and um, making sure that we are – our focus on our mission of living and competing like Christ. So we have those three phases, kind of a, a visual representation in our locker room. Right now, I think where where our team is, we we've done a great job of practicing, and I told our guys that uh, the physical part of it, um, when they're out there on the field uh, during the week, like our scout team's giving good looks, our um, varsity players are doing a good job. Um, where we're lacking right now, I think, is is kind of understanding. It's not just on the field as part of your preparation. Practice is part of preparation, but it's not the complete preparation. You have to you have to make sure that you're mentally sharp and ready to go. And that's where we need to continue to improve. Well, and that has to be important. As we saw Hudson Holman go out of the game, mm-hmm. Julian Murdoch comes in. Um, that's a part where you've got to mentally be ready for that for that moment when mm-hmm. you do come yeah. in because it is always the next man up mentality. Uh, you know, I know we talked about the health of the team and a couple of injuries on Friday night, but you've always got to be prepared because at any moment your number will be called, and that's where that mental side comes in so much. Yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to stay that way. It's hard to stay like it. it you have to practice it and you have to continue to coach it um, because it's never. Uh, it's never in your mind until it happens, and it's like it's like anything in life. You're never prepared for it until something happens. So um, to try to get them to say, hey, you're you're you know, you're one play away and you go through a whole season, you go through seven weeks and, you know, if you're a backup player that hasn't, hasn't touched the field, um, you kind of start losing that focus and you start losing the drive to make sure that I'm ready to go because it's, it's probably not going to happen. But, you know, if if you go through with that mindset, when it does happen, like it happened this, this past Friday night, then we're not going to be ready to go and, and be able to play at our best. And that's what we want as coaches. Obviously, you know, you want to win the football games. There's always things outside of your control in a football game, whether it's calls or weather or injuries or, or whatever. But we want to make sure that we're playing up to our, our potential. And that's what we call choosing the shield um, in our program. And and we got to make sure that regardless if we win or lose, that we're playing up to that potential. And, I, and honestly, I don't think that we got to that point um, Friday against Davidson. There were, there were moments and there were spurts, but – uh, as a whole, we didn't get there, and we got to be better to, to make sure that we get there next Friday versus BGA. Defensive side of the ball, uh, Evan Nassari, Nassari mm-hmm. uh, is our student athlete of the week. We're going to sit down and visit with him later, talk a little bit about Evan's play on Friday night, uh, as well as Xander and a few of the other players. Well, we bring up mental preparation. He's he's one of the best at it on our teams. Um, he plays our, our safety position. He, he knows the defense inside and out. We Honestly, if we moved him to outside linebacker or inside linebacker or, or corner or wherever, um, he would know what to do because he, he's got a full understanding of the defense. So that helps him being in the right place at the right time. Um, early in the season, he was in the right place but was, was struggling to, to make tackles and, and 
you know, do the things that we're asking to do. He, he's continued to take the coaching points on that. And I know we've talked about him the last few weeks of just getting better at his tackling. And we'll see a, a clip of, of him making an open field tackle uh, when we break down some clips from last week. Um, but he's around the football. He's got a fumble recovery. Like he, he's, he's become a leader on our defense because of how he prepares off the field first and then how he continues to take coaching points and get better on the field. Before we step over and break down plays, uh, for those that may have been watching college football on Friday or on Saturday, uh, the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame uh, finishes their last two defensive plays with 10 men on the field. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go, how can that happen? But as a coach, you know how easily that can happen. It usually just doesn't happen at a moment like that where it's broadcast. But talk a little bit about uh, how that does happen in a game and the process for making sure no matter what package you have that you have the right 11 out there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces on the sideline. Um, you know, you always have someone designated. Uh, usually that's in the press box to, to count and make sure we have 11 on the field and all that. Um, but in, in big moments when there's a lot of going on, you, you probably have a lot of coaches trying to coach up the final coaching points and, um, you know, making sure that, you know, if they do this, we're going we're gonna to count it this way and, <clears throat> and all those things. So when there's a lot of communication, a lot of uh, moving parts to it, um, you, know, uh, you know, that happens more often than, than people think of, of not getting the right personnel or the, the correct number of personnel out on the field. Um, so you, you hate that it's in a moment that, that's that big and that, you know, uh, has a game on the line. And, and especially I think in college football is a little bit different too, because you have such a big, such a, a bigger team. Sure. You have a bunch of, Usually those programs have a bunch of defensive packages to where, um, depending on the personnel and the offense, they're going to get a certain defensive personnel package out there. Um, so you, you have to be good at communication. You have to make sure everyone's on the same page. And, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that that happened. And, um, you know, hopefully those, you know, any team that that happens to can, can learn from it and kind of get better at that, that communication. Well, as a Tennessee fan, I've seen it happen uh, when Derek Dooley put what well, I felt like 22 on the field uh, and, and didn't get it done. But uh, anyway, we're going to step over now and break down some plays, okay. Coach, from Friday night. Sounds good. Now we're going to look at a, a couple plays from our, our game last week versus, uh, versus Davidson Academy. Uh, starting on the offensive side of the ball, this was our, our first uh, couple run plays uh, where we got off to a good start. You know, we ended up putting it in, in the end zone on our first drive. Um, so... You know, we've seen this formation quite a bit where we have two tight ends in the game. Um, we ended up stacking our receivers. We're trying to pull some defenders away from, uh, from the line. Um, so we're trying to pull these guys out here. You know, talk a lot about numbers in the box. You can see they got two out here. They got pretty much nine in the box right here. So we're going nine on seven. Uh, we still know that, you know, Elijah's having a good season. We want to try to get him the ball. So we got to figure out, even though that they have more than we can block in the box, where are we going to run the football? How are we going to do that? Uh, we end up running back to the weak side here. Um, so we're not going to block this defender right here. We're thinking he's on the opposite side of the run, uh, number 10 right there. So he's not going to be able to make a play. And then we're not going to block their corner. Usually uh, their second or third level defenders, we're not going to block. We like that matchup. If Elijah has to, to make a guy miss or run somebody uh, over, we're going we're gonna to pick on a corner or a safety or someone like that. So you see this play, first play of the game. Again, we're running weak. We got the linebacker blocked. The corner doesn't make a play, and we get a big run to start to start the uh, offensive drive right here. So the very next offensive play, this is a good kind of 
look at kind of the cat and mouse between offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. So we told you that number 10 was standing right here. Uh, we're in the same formation. We line up. We're kind of going a little bit quick just to see how defense is going to line up. So number 10 was standing over here. You can see him now traveling over to that other side. We just ran it weak. So now he's on the other side. Coach Park recognizes that. Again, they got too many in the box for us to block. Um, so what we're going to do now, since they moved the extra defender to the weak side, we're just going to run it to, to our strength right here. Um, again, another good pickup. Blocking down, wrapping around, getting up in there. Will Johnson does a good job being physical. And another big gain uh, getting inside the 30-yard line right there. So, again, just a little bit of look at kind of uh, you know, the chess match between offense and defensive coordinators. Where's the defense lined up? Where's our best matchup? Who can we, um, who can we uh, attack? Which side of the ball can we attack? And, and how can we start off games? And, and then continue to sustain that uh, throughout the game. Defensively, we'll take a look right here. Um, you know, first drive, uh, I think this might be the second drive of the game. Um, we'll take a look. Davidson's in a, a tight end look right here. First thing we want to notice is we want to try to keep this ball inside. We want to try to keep this ball inside. So we got to do a better job with our outside linebacker of what we call boxing this. He's attacking that block with his out, outside shoulder free. But we want to make this ball drive, stay up inside. We got some linemen that are crossing face and angling that are doing a good job. Our outside linebacker is pursuing. So if we make this guy cut back where we want to, we should be making a tackle for a loss. All right. We don't get that. The, the running back starts uh, breaking outside. But I want to key on Evan Asari. We talked to him about him a little bit, our student athlete of the week, uh, just continuing to improve his tackling and, and getting downfield. We expect our safeties get, to get down in the run game. Um, he does a good job. He's checking to make sure the tight end is not passing. Once it's a run, he's going to track inside out and then run his feet through the tackle right there. So. You know, he's doing a good job of, of tracking. We, we want to track the running back's near hip so he can't cut back on us. He does a good job of stepping into it and then driving his feet through the tackle only for a gain of a couple yards. Usually when the ball gets outside, uh, they're usually bigger plays, so he did a good job right there. I want to, to show this play defensively. We worked, we, we talked about uh, last week in the coaches show how we needed to stop the bubble route, how when they get in trips, they like to throw out to the bubble. Um, Coach Carpenter did a good job of making sure that we had enough defenders on that side of the field. Uh, you know, we're bringing some pressure from the weak side here. You see they got three receivers over here. We got four defenders. Um, so we're able to, to, to do a good job right here of making sure that, you know, them getting out in space is not going to hurt us. One thing we got to do a better job of, we got to make sure anytime we're attacking this block, we got to stay outside of that block. Um, and you can see why right here. If he goes inside and this receiver is able to bounce outside, he's got a lot of space to run. All of the help defense, the guys running to the football are inside. So we got to make sure that we do a better job of staying outside of that block, forcing him to cut back. You know, fortunately right here, it didn't kill us uh, because we got guys pursuing the football. Um, but we got to do a better job of that. But, but having these guys here able to run and, and stop the bubble route, it's second and five. It ends up being about third and four. You know, anytime you get the offense in a third down situation, that's, that's what we want. So Clausen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop. And, um, you know, we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. 
I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Clawson Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment. It was very professional. It was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. I'm here with Evan Nassari, our student athlete of the week this week. Last Friday, Evan had seven total tackles and one fumble recovery. Evan, talk a little bit about your game last Friday. Yeah, um, you know, I think that I had a pretty good game, but it was a tough loss against Davidson, and no matter what, if doesn't matter how my personal success was, if the team overall did not win, then it's not a good night. Where do you feel your strengths are as a player? Uh, you know, I pride myself on trying to be the smartest player I can, and that comes throughout the week and looking at my scouting reports, watching film with coaches. Um, but also I think I've developed uh, a good sense of tackling now this past year, working with Coach Carpenter and all the defensive coaches. I think that's my biggest strength as a football player. What has been your favorite moment at Pope Football? Uh, yeah, my favorite moment uh, probably comes when we finally defeated a good pasture at home. I think it's because um, it's my first big game at home that I've played and that, uh, the outcome that we've wanted. So that just brings a lot of joy and pride and uh, bonding with my brothers. Okay. Now it's time for my favorite part, the rapid-fire questions. Number one, favorite college or professional team? Uh, Kansas Jayhawks and Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Go-to meal after a big game? Uh, slim chickens with my friend Hudson. Beach or mountains? Beach. Last show you binged? The summer I turned pretty. <laughs> I song on game day. Hurt by Johnny Cash. Thank you very much, Nina. We are now joined by someone familiar here at Pope Prep but is new to the softball world, Coach Andrew Park. Coach, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. You have been named the new softball coach here. Talk a little bit about your background in coaching. You're obviously the offensive coordinator here, and you have an extensive background before Pope Prep. Yeah, so I uh, started my coaching career in college, um, did it for free, drove from Nashville to Murfreesboro for five years, worked at MTCS, coached football there. Um, Got a job in Nashville, moved to BGA, coached football there for eight years, um, and then, you know, moved here to Pope. Been here for five years now, coached basketball here, coached football here. Um, had a little, little stop at Overbrook as well, where I coached uh, girls basketball there for a year as well. So, kind of been a little bit everywhere, but, uh, you know, excited to be here, excited for this new opportunity here at Pope. 
very different sports, but coaching is coaching. Talk a little bit about how other sports have helped prepare you for what you're about to take on here in the spring. Yeah, so, um, you know, what, what I'm most excited about is, you know, building a team and focusing on the culture. Um, I think that's something that we do really well in our football program is, is our culture. So bringing that to the softball program, um, because, you know, one of my big things in coaching is better, better people make better athletes, better players. And if we can create the whole person and, and, and focus on our girls and, and build them up and make them, you know, better people, we're going to be a better program. And, and that's what I'm really excited about. Tryouts have happened. Is it too late for someone to try out if they miss that first opportunity? You know, we uh, we had tryouts about a month ago. Um, if somebody feels like, you know, they, they could be a, an important part of our program, they, they can reach out to me. We can maybe set something up. You know, I, I want as many people in the school who want to be a part of the softball program to be a part of it. So, you know, if somebody's still has got that itch, you know, uh, email me, find me. My office is in the CIE. They can come, come find me in there. Thanks a lot, Coach Park, and we will see you Friday night on the football field. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Watch it. Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. So Clausen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Clausen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out he's competent he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Welcome back, and before we get into Friday night's game against BGA, let's talk a little bit about what Elijah Robb has meant to this team this year. Elijah had 215 yards on Friday night. That put him over 1,000 yards six games into the season, mm -hmm. 167 yards a game, over six yards a carry. Talk a little bit about the season that young man is having for you. Oh, he's he's doing a great job. I mean, he's 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 the, the staple of our offense right now, um, and he everything is set up through him. Teams are loading the box to try to stop them, and you know we, we talk about number counts and and all that stuff. And you know teams are putting an extra man and two extra men in the box to stop them. He's still able to pick up yards. I think he's averaging six yards a carry. And, um, and the crazy thing is, is that he hasn't he hasn't broken a 
huge long runs that kind of inflating those stats. I mean, he's he's I think we're giving him the ball 30 plus times a game. Um, he's he's physical. He he can make some guys miss. Um, so yeah, we need to continue to to give him the ball. I mean, he's he's helping our offense move the ball and, and get get in the end zone and. Um, for him to already eclipse the thousand yard mark is, is is pretty special for just being six games into the season. I think our offensive staff is doing a good job of, of calling the offense around his strengths, um, and, and that's helped us. So Friday night for the second year in a row, you're going to BGA to mm-hmm. play a game. This time yep. it's a region game. Yeah. Last year it was the site, of, and I've said this before on this show, one of the best wins I think that you've had as a coach, one of the best wins I've seen this program have in my five years here. Uh, you all overcame a lot of adversity last year with injuries. You were already an injury-depleted team going into the game. Mm-hmm. You had more at key positions. Uh, but this year you traveled to a 3-3 three and three football team. That's a very good football team. you got to be ready. Talk a little bit about what you expect Friday night from BGA. Yeah, that you know, I'm expecting them to to be fired up and ready to play this game. Just just the way the game went last year, they were up a couple scores on us, I think, in the fourth quarter last year, um, and we were able to, to to come out and and get on on top by the end of the game. Um, so they're going to be ready to go. I, I know that's probably still in their minds. Um, they're coming off a big win over Hunters Lane, where they put up a bunch of points and, and shut them out. Um, so you know, they're gonna they're gonna run the ball just like we run the ball um defensively for us we we've struggled stopping the run consistently so i'm sure that's a the point that they're going to attack on us and and uh, and offensively they're going to have to stop our run game so it's going to come down to who's going to who's going to execute their game plan better um i think we're pre- pretty evenly matched up as far as personnel goes on, on both sides of the ball so you know, it should be an exciting game, and and importantly, it's a it's another region game, and we got to get back on track after losing a tough one to Davidson, and um, you know, this is another opportunity to do that. How much does it factor in um, when you come off a loss? You hear this all the time: is is well, they lost last week, they're going to come in angry, ready to go. Uh, how much does that factor in? Do you feel like as a coach, whether you come off a win or a loss, going into the next opponent? Um. It depends with the team that you have, honestly. Um, there, I've been a part of teams where coming off a loss and it, it just we're kind of like sulking and down on ourselves. And um, and I've been on teams where um, it kind of really f- gets them fired up and like that's not going to happen again. We're going to make sure of it. Um, you know, this team, I think they understand, you know, we talk about how failure is just feedback. Um, a lot of time winning masks a lot of mistakes. It's easy to gloss over some things that you you do poorly because you've won the football game and oh it doesn't really matter we still won. Uh, when you lose tough games, you know you, you kind of dissect everything like why did we lose? What did sure. we need to improve on? Um, so you know we tell them hey failure is just feedback. We failed last week. We're we're going to take that feedback and we're going to improve from it. And we already talked about we had a, a long team meeting yesterday and, and talked about. We're not going to wait until next season to start improving things. I think sometimes, and I've done this as a coach before, where you start taking notes or mental notes throughout the season, and you're like, well, next year is going to be different. We're going to do this differently so that we're better, and we're not going to fall into this trap again. And um, I've really changed my mindset of I'm not going to wait a full calendar year to start making sure. those changes. We're, you know, If it's something that we can change now, we're going to change now. So you know, there's a few things that we can do better and do differently as far as how we prepare, how we practice, um, getting guys ready. And so we're going to start implementing those this week because we're, we're taking the feedback from how we prepared, how we've done things, and it's not translating to the success we want on the field. So we're going we're gonna to try to change that and, and, and make sure that we're always, always improving. 
Excellent. We're going to step over and break down some plays of what to expect on Friday night. All right, we're going to take a couple. Uh, we're going to take a look at a couple plays from our next opponent, BGA. Uh, BGA's on offense here in the white jerseys. Similar formation. This is exactly the, the same formation that we run, so we're, we're used to seeing this type of formation. Uh, they got two tight ends to the boundary here, two receivers out here. Uh, again, we call this uh, <clears throat> 12 personnel, where you have one running back and, and two tight ends. Um, and they're a heavy, heavy run uh, team. Um, you see them. their favorite runs are, are outside and inside zone. Here's an outside zone right here. And we'll take a look um, from the end zone shot here so we can see a little bit better. So, you know, this is the same play just from the, the back of the end zone here. And you can see these linemen doing a good job sustaining double teams and getting up to the next level, especially uh, number 10, uh, the tight end, and number 70 right here. So this defender is supposed to be staying in this C gap. Uh, we, can, we label gaps. A, B, and C, starting from the, the further, uh, closest inside gap. So A, B, and C gap. This defender is supposed to be staying in the C gap. You can see the double team does a good job of pushing him out of the C gap. So number 70 and number 10 double team, and then 70 overtakes him and gets him out of the C gap. And what that does is that creates a, a running lane for this running back. All right, so we got to make sure that we do a good job of, of staying in our gaps, um, not creating running lanes and, and giving them um, I think this is a second and eight, and they end up picking up 12, 15 yards for a first down. So we got to do a good job of kind of limiting their, their run game offensively. Defensively, uh, structure, they're a 3-4 team. We've seen a lot of 4-3 teams this year. Um, four down linemen this year. Uh, this team is going to have three down linemen right here, uh, four linebackers. So you've got two inside linebackers, two outside linebackers. Uh, they're mostly a, a two-high team. When we say two high teams, that means they have two high safeties. So they're going to try to protect the pass with their two high safeties. They're going to have about seven in the box right here. So they got seven on six in the box. And you got to figure out, are we going to count this guy in the box or not? Is he going to drop out and, and be underneath this receiver? Or is he going to add to the run game? Uh, one thing I think they do a good job, they, they slant and angle their defensive line. And you'll see that right here. This D-line slants to the left and makes it tough to, to block. Uh, they end up getting a tackle for a loss. You can kind of see it from the, the end zone shot here a little easier as well. Um, number 34, their defensive end does a good job. Slanting in here, this line is going to pull. Uh, they got a power play on where they're going to all block down. This tight end is going to kick out. This uh, lineman is going to pull. We have this same play out of this same formation, so it's a good look for us to kind of see what the BJ is going to do defensively. They're going to angle and try to try to angle into that gap where that lineman is pulling and ends up making a play. So we got to do a good job. We call this technique <clears throat> a gap and hinge where this tackle has to work down hard to protect that inside gap where that lineman is vacating. When, when BGA slants, you know, that makes it a little bit tougher. So we got to find ways to counter the, the defensive line and movement and continue to, you know, have a good game in our, in our run game. Thanks a lot, Coach. Friday night, 7 o'clock at BGA. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Steed. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football. The Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Lawson Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.